Glory! Turn that frown upside down, Penny. How many times does the Bible say, Rejoice in the heart? About 1,000. <laughs> Shaka. It's okay. We'll get through this, Bride of Christ. The sorrow lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning star. Woo! Joy comes in the morning star. The resurrection of the dead in your heart. Revelation chapter 2, and I will give them the morning star. All the light of the Lamb on the throne. And I see it as a pin needle when you're burning in in the heart. And then the fullness of the throne of God rises to the surface of your chest. You know, it's not just a resurrection vertically, up into the spirit, up into the supernatural sphere of the skyline, but it's also coming out of your heart and your blood and through your DNA, healing your ancestral curses and the familiar spirits that your family's tempted with that you, you know, are so easily enticed by. And all of that ancestral stuff in the DNA, you know, your 23andMe and your Ancestry.com stuff, burnt out. That's the morning star. That's the work of the throne of God in your heart. Otherwise, you'd just be faking it with external religion, trying to put band-aids on your brain, getting nowhere. You know, what a waste of time. Almost all Christianity in the world is a total waste. An absolute wastefulness. Almost all of it. Almost all Christianity, as you know it, is waste. I'm not even mad about it. It's just true. Sandcastles. Unless you build from your spirit in the internalism of the new covenant, everything you've done in Christianity is vanity and a chasing after the wind. Carried on the stick, pie in the sky. Hope deferred make the heart sick. They like the little celebrations and their little, little hoopla Sunday morning. They get around because they like to see each other dressed up. It's a ritual. Witches love rituals. That's what ritualism is. It's witchcraft. Nearly all Christians practice witchcraft in Babylon the Great. That's why you see them weeping and gnashing their teeth at the sons of God that are in the kingdom and are true kingdom people. They don't want the kingdom. They hate and despise the kingdom. And I say that in love because it's true. If it were not true, I'd be, whoa! We'd have heaven on earth in every U.S. city. But as it is, most people are so bitter with that star that fell from heaven, Wormwood, full of religious light, Satan's dark black light, black star light in the brain, and it seeps into their heart. So they have to find externalism. They're, they're all secret alcoholics. They go to the nightclubs. They're all sexually immoral. They find secret sin because there's no pleasure in ritualism of the flesh called religion, which has everything to do with the goat head of Egypt, the throne of Satan, that almost every Christian practices and lives under and is submitted to today. <laughs> September 15, 2018. You haven't had breakthrough from the Black Throne. Only the sons of God and the pioneers and the leaders of Joel's army 
in the universe have broken through. And we're like 300, Gideon's 300, worldwide. You have to be a copious drinker to break through Babylon the Great, the potent sorcery. Almost none of you even watching this have broken through. And you're learning and you want to break through. I already know where you're at. We deal with people at all different levels, all different degrees, all different maturities. Some people aren't even saved at all, and they're just curious. What's this crazy guy talking about? You know, he snorts frankincense. You know? They have no grid for supernatural activity whatsoever. Even Freemasons look into Joel's bar and learn because they've been ripped off by religion. It's true. A lot of different people. Everything in Babylon the Great. Study the book of Daniel. He was the master of magicians and the master of spirits. Two titles given to him by two different, two different emperors of the whole universe. David, Daniel. He was. He was a master of magicians. All the different magicians of all the different types of spiritualism that existed in the whole world was in Babylon. And Daniel was appointed master of magicians. How did Daniel see the destruction of Babylon? Because that's what we're bringing forth now in this hour. In the next few years, it will absolutely dissolve. Dissolve into the kingdom age. <laughs> Especially in the USA that pioneers it for every nation in the world. I tell you the truth. But how did Daniel see Babylon dissolve? He saw the throne of God and a river proceeding from the throne. And what kind of river proceeded from the throne? Daniel 7 says, a river of fire. Right after that, Babylon was sacked and destroyed. Right after the vision. All he had to do is get spiritual enough to release the judgment of God from the supernatural sphere and bring judgment upon Satan and his system of devilry called Babylon. Babylon was such a wicked system. There was nothing like it in the Old Covenant. Nothing even close. But this system that John wrote about in Patmos is called Babylon the Great. This is a worldwide system. You're in it right now. Most of you haven't overcome it yet, but you will. You will by the resurrection of the dead as your spirit rises through your heart and rises through your brain and you in covenant to God's spirit will rise and that will put the conqueror's crown of glory right on top of your brain. When your spirit is above your heart and your spirit right here in your belly is above your brain, then you've actually realized the glory then you've been raised from the dead while in the body, since the new covenant is internalism and you are a spirit. And this river of fire that Daniel saw in chapter 7 is now inside your belly. The rivers of living waters, John 7:38. for those who believe of the Holy Ghost, listen, they're not just rivers of waters, it's rivers of Shekinah glory, and it's all the rivers of the fire of God. The fire is the Shekinah. The living waters that Jesus spoke of is the Shekinah fire. You ever seen people burnt with the fire of God before? I witnessed this continuously. The critters in their heads go crazy on me every day for years. I'd say five years. Every time I go out, the critters, even longer than that, I remember I was at Hard Times Cafe 
where I started doing inner city missions work in 2006. Eight hours a day, talking to everyone, Little Mogadishu, West Bank, Cedar Riverside, Minneapolis. 250,000 Muslims down there, Somalians, and all kinds of gangs, all kinds of murder, drug dealers everywhere. It was, they called it the Satanic Coffee Shop, Hard Times, not to be confused with Hard Rock. Hard Times Cafe. They'd find needles, heroin needles in the bathrooms. A guy died and overdosed on heroin. His body was eaten by his four cats and sat up there for two weeks as a ministering under this guy getting eaten by cats. That's the kind of environment I started out in in full-time ministry in 2006. And as I'm in there, you know, I'm on fire. I'd pray eight hours and listen to the Bible for eight hours and then go into Cedar Riverside and minister the gospel for eight hours. It was awesome. It was during that time where I was carjacked, shot at, and I saw all the crazy stuff. I was just getting baptized into full-time ministry, learning the ropes of how to totally depend on Christ and zero of myself and just let the Holy Ghost kick some butt. I remember burning in that place, people telling me, dude, you're glowing. They'd tell me that. You're glowing. They could see me glowing. And I'd just feel the fire of God burning through my face because I, I'd spent eight hours in the Bible and in prayer every single day for 16 months. But they'd tell me, dude, you're glowing. I'd read the Bible with people. I'd, oh, it was so awesome. I remember this one guy, though, this college student. He looked like a hippie guy. just looked like a normal college pothead with dreadlocks. You know, your, your normal American, you know, 19-year-old, you know, probably has a middle-class family and he goes to the University of Minnesota. Not really rebellious, but just enough to have a demon spirit so far in his head that when I sat next to him, his head spun around 180 degrees and he started speaking to me in demonic tongues. Demonic tongues in an owl 180 head in hard times satanic coffee shop. And I'd only been in full-time ministry maybe just six months. And I love that stuff. That's the kind of supernatural demonic stuff I came out of when I was 18. And I went through deliverance three months and drove demons out of hundreds of people for 22 months at Minnesota Teen Challenge. Drove demons out of my first roommate at North Central Bible College downtown. He had a spirit of homosexuality. He started shaking in bed one day and I said, you want that thing on? Loose in Jesus' name. I mean, so we've always been around the snake pit of the USA that stays hidden behind the veil. It's just when you're burning in the Word and in the blood and in the Holy Ghost, all of that stuff in the spirit dimension reveals itself. It's called the kingdom of hell. Most of you in ignorance just submit to it because you think it's just flesh and, you know, they're just human beings. It's not human beings. It's devilry, sorcery, wickedness, Greek education that purposely kills the brain and tramples the spirit underfoot. Most of you submit to it out of ignorance. Those days are over. You're going to be confronted with every single thing in your city if you want real sonship. You'll never be able to fake it. You won't be able to hide in your prayer closet. As your spirit goes from glory to glory, you will confront every bit of spiritual wickedness to the size of your spirit. So if you want your spirit just to be a little tiny inside your body, you'll never confront anything. The demons will have total control over you. You go out in public, you submit to every appearance of good, every knowledge of good. You'll be the best little lemming puppet Babylon the Great has. And most Christians are that cowardly. 
but not this group. This group will get so spiritual that they're earthly good with the Word, with the blood, with the Holy Spirit, building up their spirit in the most holy faith, and as your spirit grows, you confront all spiritual wickedness. <laughs> Not like Job's wife. First day of spiritual warfare. She says, Job, curse God and die. Then she died. <laughs> Job's wife, with a little spiritual warfare. I mean, every single one of you can rejoice in that, that you're stronger than Job's wife. The first day of spiritual warfare against Satan, Job's wife blasphemed God and died. In the Bible, it is written. She died. He got a new wife years later after he was restored double. That one didn't blaspheme. But his first one blasphemed. Holy Spirit. So, let that be a lesson to you. Take courage in God. Trust in the Holy Spirit. Endure affliction. You don't have to be afflicted. The problem is, is so many of us are so prideful, stubborn, rebellious, goat-hearted, and goat-headed, calf-hearted, and calf-headed, that we have to go through the hells of our own creation. God didn't do this to us. We did this to us. Lord, save us from our own sins. And a lot of people still haven't assumed responsibility for burying themselves in the dust of the earth. No one dug that pit for you. You dug that pit every time you thought in your heart an adulterous thought, a covetous thought, a prideful thought. The bottomless pit under the angel of death of Baden was built by humanity. So the Satan and his angels are just like, these human beings built it, God. Don't be angry at us, the devils of the second heavens, of the star systems that imprison your souls. Don't be angry at Satan and his angels. Human beings did this. They got a little help. But I'm telling you, these were your own thought lives that built your own pits. And every single one of you will be raised from the dead. You will not get what you deserve. That's salvation. Even though you've committed adultery in your heart a thousand times. Even though you've been covetous in your heart a thousand times. Even though you've been a prideful goat of Satan's white magic throne of Egypt in your heart a thousand times. You will not taste that death any longer. We enforce the forgiveness of sins through your hearts and through your minds with the blazing river of the blood of the Lamb in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Be washed. Have a clean conscience before God and all the angels. You don't need to be tormented by Abaddon any longer. You don't need to be in a bottomless pit of the hopelessness of the abilities of the flesh and the abilities of the brain. There is no salvation for the brain. There is no salvation for the flesh. There is no salvation found in any blood other than Jesus Christ in your spirit, the resurrection from the dead. The hopelessness, the discouragement, the constant fears of the demons penetrating your hearts are all torn out of you as Christ burns through your spirit. I saw a vision today of the red dragon like a quark inside the spirit of the bride of Christ. 
And it was a red dragon, the horned, nasty reptilian, that ancient primal evil, the devil. And he had completely corked up the bride of Christ's spirit life in her belly so that she was only limited to just her flesh abilities and religious abilities. And she has fully tasted the hopelessness of religion, the hopelessness of Christian self-effort and Christian strange fire and Christian dead works. That it is a bottomless pit of a badden's hell. She has tasted it. But I tell you the truth, that red dragon wine cork that has corked your spirit will be popped off today in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to say this season. I love you so much. I want it to be corked off your spirit today. It can happen today. While it's still called today, today is the day of salvation. I know a lot of you think you're saved in your brain because you memorized the scripture, because you recited some nonsense religious ritualism. Having salvation is a river of fire proceeding from your belly, realizing the throne of God. Daniel chapter 7, Daniel saw the throne of God and he saw the river of God proceeding from the throne. There is no salvation for anyone under the sun until they see the throne of God in their own bellies and the river of fire that proceeds from that throne. I pray you realize that glory. And the red dragon is uncorked from your spirit. And you can live in the internalism of the new covenant. And all the bewitchment of Satan's stars, those stars that fell from heaven, and all the bitterness of religion be cleansed out of you. It'll come out of your hearts first, and then it'll come out of your souls second. And you'll have an entirely different personality, an entirely different identity, and you'll be a new creature altogether. You'll be a living creature. You'll be a living creature of the throne of God. It's true. A real Christian is a living creature, not a human being. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if anyone's in Christ, they are a new creature altogether new. Old things have passed away. You are not a human being. Satan has bewitched you to stay a human being and try to finish in your brain what began in your belly. But now we're returning you to the river of God in your belly and you'll continue off where you left off when you first believed and you'll be restored to first love. And yes, you've wasted some of you decades. Who cares? God can restore the time the canker worm has eaten. He can restore the times. It is written. Some of you have wasted 40 years on the religious demon and have gotten nowhere. Just dug yourself a bigger pit under the angel of religion Abaddon, the bottomless pit of self-efforts, strange fire, and dead works. Human Christianity dug that pit, I tell you the truth. Divine Christianity, Christ's Christianity, what He walked in will raise you up from the bottomless pit of your human nature. And your spirit will be above your heart. And all the life of God the Father that's in your spirit will blaze through your heart. And your blood will be glorified. And you'll be healed of every sickness and every disease. You'll be prospered. You'll be blessed. You'll be holy. You'll be girded with the gold breastplate of Revelation 1, Jesus Christ of absolute uprightness and integrity and moral resurrection from the dead. And it will continue to rise through your whole soul. And the seven spirits of God will come through your soul 
and on every one of your heads, I pray, you may have many royal diadems, that you would manifest full spiritual stature in the resurrection of the dead while in the body, and realize the many crowns of Jesus Christ are also shared with every overcomer who raises their spirit life by feasting on the Word of God, believing and hearing the Word of God through their hearts and minds. And it will be just like a gush of God through your head, and you will feed all creation the river of life today and forevermore. If you want to sow into that word, donate at redlettermin.com, and be blessed. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen. Glory.